guarantees But your buddy's worse off and he throws you his car keys Blue lights are blinking four o'clock in the morning St. Trooper makes you wish that you'd never been born Better call Saul, better call Saul Ladies and gentlemen, this is It's All Good, Man, The Better Better Call Saul Podcast. My name is Brian, and with me, as always, is my homeboy Dave. Dave, how you doing today? Doing pretty good, Brian. Good, good, good. So here we are, our second episode of It's All Good Man, getting ready for season two. Mm-hmm. A lot of good teasers coming out, but they're they're not really uh, showing a lot. Which they never do. Right, of course, they never do. Uh, one that I saw this morning, it was pretty interesting. It, it featured um, Jimmy McGill driving his car. He comes to a crossroad in the desert. He looks left. It's all nice, bright, shiny road, right? Yeah. He looks right. It's a very ominous road with clouds over it. And then he looks forward. There's a dead, There's a uh, one of those signs that say you can either go left or right. Yeah, it's a Robert Frost poem. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the road less traveled, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Well, Jimmy McGill just drives straight over the sign and towards a cliff. Oh, and he's making his own path, baby. He's making his own fucking path, <laughs> man. So... So apparently that's going to be the the theme of uh, season two. And not only did I take it as a making his own path, but I took it as he's also just going, riding the line, just going center down the road. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. He's always, yeah, that's his character kind of plays both sides. Ambiguous. Mm-hmm. What was the word? Ambiguous? His, <laughs> no, no. His, uh, his um, sense of right and wrong. Right, his morality, his right? Morality, he like has yes. ambiguous morality. You don't know if he's really a good guy or a bad guy. Right. All we know from uh, last season, how it ended, was he just kind of wasn't going to play by the rules anymore. Right. Like, he's tired of uh, kind of being stomped on from both sides. All uh, the way up to uh, Orange Julius or wherever the hell, where's he working at? No, he was, he was working at Cinnabon, wasn't <laughs> Cinnabon, he? Cinnabon, yeah. <laughs> Orange Julius. You know, and it, it's great um, because a lot of the trailers, too, it, you know, they're, they're just doing this thing where it's just, trailers like mm-hmm. sparsely you know in and out just like a couple Pepper, segments peppered in yeah and it's gonna be excited because um one of the ones that was only like a few seconds long he was talking to mike and mike says i got a job for you oh yeah so maybe season two will uh I, I i'm starting to think you're right i'm starting to think it, it won't be slow he, burn he, slow yeah, burn dude he won't be Saul, but this is definitely maybe maybe season three he'll be it's all good, man, but these are just kind of like the building foundations to right. get them there. Yeah, they're going to take a while. Yeah, and I, I think that's good. You know, like, because uh, like we talked about last year, everybody's always expecting that, uh, right? We all waited for him to finally say it, to say it's all good, man, or to like be official. Remember from like episode one, we were like, okay, this is the, this is the episode where it's going to happen. Yeah. This is going to be it. And, and then it never happened. Three he episodes. Said, he said it at one right, in the flashback. Right, but he said it, but that, but not but, as like I'm becoming this character. Right. So it, it kind of showed the origin of where the name came from. You know, when he was pulling the scam, but there was no definitive point where he says, "Where you know, I'm no longer Jimmy McGill. I'm Saul Goodman." Right. So maybe this whole season, uh, looking at the the trailer and uh, the trailer, maybe this whole season will just kind of focus on him trying to figure out how to ride that line like in between he's getting off the elder law mm-hmm. and starting to yeah blaze a trail of his own writing the line of moral ambiguity right and it, and it hints at the kind of um the kind of tactics he's going to use because it actually shows a small clip of him and kim wexler making out 
<laughs> no, not making out. For the I, record, I haven't seen any of these clips. I'm not doing a whole lot of research again this season. Okay, well, I'll carry you through. <laughs> no, no problem. Like you're, you're just better at this, and I'll just carry you through with the useless knowledge. But the clip just shows uh, a couple characters. It, it, one, it kind of frames Chuck McGill as it kind of seems like he's going to be the main bad guy of season two. He's Jimmy's antagonist. Antagonist, if you will, because he's very, it's very... Um, I guess it's very ominous, you know, and like the whole point of it is he he just can't believe that people are putting up with Jimmy's shit, Mm -hmm. right? So I think there's going to be a lot of uh, Chuck trying to sabotage his own brother Mm -hmm. because like it's already scorched earth, right? It's already already broken bond. Uh, They kind of came to terms with that at the end of last season. He said, hey, you were sabotaging me. I'm fucking done. Mm -hmm. Like you're my brother, but uh, for all intents and purposes, we, it's it. It's Mm -hmm. over. And then, there was another clip where uh, Kim Wexler was talking to Jimmy and she says, uh, it, it goes by very fast, but she says, you fabricated evidence, Ooh. which is pretty interesting because the way that it's, it's set up, it's that although he set up evidence, it wasn't necessarily incorrect. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm thinking he's going to cherry pick cases hmm. that he knows are slam dunk. But if he can, if he can kind of manipulate things, maybe with the help of Mike to move it along a little, got a bit. job for you, yeah, right, absolutely. Hmm. But there was a point you wanted to bring up about well, season I was, two. I was talking to somebody, so this is all unverified and unresearched. Mm-hmm. Um, who mentioned that Ed Begley Jr. was going to be on the show? Ed, Be- who's Ed Ed Begley Jr.? Ed Begley Jr. is an actor. Mm-hmm. He's been in a lot of things. Right. Okay. <laughs> he, according to The Simpsons, he drives a car about, uh, powered by his own sense of self worth. Nice. <laughs> nice. Nice. That's a pretty funny dig. <laughs> but um, yeah, he's like one of those really Icano. You know what it was? I'm sorry. I'm working on a soundtrack for a film, and mm-hmm. this guy was on a shoot with Ed Begley Jr. Okay. Okay. So, uh, Funny story, I guess. So, like some third third hand inside knowledge, I right. guess. Right, well. but he also said that when Ed Begley Jr. showed up, because he's like a you know Mr. Green guy. Yeah. Um, they brought out. They had like you know their lunch table, and there mm-hmm. was like the trash can at the end. Right. Well, when he showed up, then all of a sudden there was a recycle and a plastics, and then oh, there was really? like a couple other things, <laughs> and then as soon as he left the shoot, there was just a trash can at the end, and they just dumped everything into the trash can. <laughs> <laughs> so uh mr begley jr um yeah that totally happened very very earth conscious on, on that one shoot that i don't know any more details of but he told me he's going to be on the show and that he was in line to play chuck mcgill mm. before michael mckeon got the role gotcha so i'm thinking and it reminded me of like okay say the office bob odenkirk auditioned for the office for michael scott yeah he didn't get the role but he played a Michael Scott like character later on in the series. Okay. You yeah. know, because he did a good audition. So they kept, right, you know, yeah. they brought him in. Right. So I'm thinking this might be kind of the same thing. He was really good for the role, but somebody came along that was better. So here's a here's another part for you. I'm saying it's the other fucking Hamlin. Ah, oh, nice. Yeah. That would answer a lot of questions because we had uh, Patrick Fabian on and we actually asked him that, like, you know, where mm-hmm. the hell is the second Hamlin? Wow. That's a good, that's. That's a good idea. I'm thinking he's the other. Hey, he's supposed to be like an older. Um, I read a little, little bit about it okay. actually, and it was like an older, like a wiser character, mm-hmm. like do stuff for you, but don't fuck with him. Right. Which told him could be the other Hamlin. Like this the description, I'm sitting there thinking it's the other Hamlin, and he was playing a guitar in the screenshot, so that was awesome. 
Awesome. Well, well, then it, let, let's just go with the premise that we think he's the other Hamlin. Well, how do you think that's going to affect Jimmy's life? Because if you, if you think about adversely. it, adversely. Like, well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, he could be he could be another like thorn in his side. But I mean, like, fuck. How many of those can one guy have? You know, if 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 Jimmy's trying to create his own path and he's been shunned by Hamlin, he's kind of made peace with with uh, Howie, mm-hmm. right? And he's kind of pissed off at his brother, but he's trying to find his path to be Saul Goodman or however he ends up trying to find how to ride, ride the ri- line of righteousness. What if he actually becomes a mentor for Jimmy to learn how to kind of skirt the law, but stay on the right side of it? So he's kind of like a black sheep. Right. He's kind of like I'm, on the outs or whatever on the outside. So then he comes in. Yeah like that idea right like i'm envisioning some sort of scenario where jimmy is uh jimmy is now practicing his form of law and since he has so many connections to hamlin they kind of start taking notice right Mm -hmm. this guy that we've never seen before sees something in jimmy and maybe reaches out to him and is like hey i i can't bring you in to hamlin but i see where you're going and these are the mistakes you're making. So if you want to make real money and go down this path, maybe he could teach them some tricks. Or or the Hamlins, if they're brothers, have the same kind of relationship that Chuck and Jimmy have. Like where uh, like Howie is, uh, but maybe reverse where the younger one is the standout and... No, I'm thinking maybe the uh, maybe the older one's the asshole. The older one's the asshole. No, then- well, wait, no, because okay, so Chuck is full of integrity, right? Howard's full of integrity. So yeah, backwards. With the this time, the older one's not so full of integrity, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, he, he, I don't know. I just I just kind of see him getting involved and kind of like taking over and kind of being a dick, but in to right, get, but, but to that- get things done, not to be a dick, but to get things done. Right, and obviously this is all theory right now, but because Jimmy's going to be, they're all going to be pissed at Jimmy. He walked out on the case. He did. It cost him a lot of money, yeah. from what I remember. Right. Yeah. So they're going to yeah. be there's there's uh, answers to be had. Right. Well, that that kind of goes along with my theory. If he's going to that, maybe because he's on the outs with the younger mm. Hamlin, he sees a parallel there, mm. and he's like, okay, well, maybe this isn't somebody I can work with, mm-hmm. but maybe I get him. Mm-hmm. Like I see where he's going, right. and. Maybe he'll see Chuck as a complete asshole. And it's like, oh. Then they start fighting over Kim Wexler. Then they start fighting over Kim Wexler, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> <laughs> but that it just seems to be a really, really interesting season. I can't see how it ends up. We have um, we have AMC press cred- credentials, and I haven't shown you any of it. But we get like the same basic pictures and shit that like you know real media outlets get like IGN. Mm-hmm. You know when they have they have the pictures and such. And there's so many of them that just feature uh jimmy and mike so I, season two could totally be the jimmy and mike show okay i can see that where they really start getting more detailed into their involvement in each other's lives mm-hmm. and some of the shady uh, doings that have uh, been a transpiring right over the process that you kind of they hint towards in breaking bad mm-hmm. and now you get to see them fleshed out in full detail i i do like the uh a doings. <laughs> There's some doings are transpiring. Can you can you say a doings in like a prospector accent? Like, yeah, there's some shady a doings. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm on like a Simpsons kick today. Like, yo, son, there's some doings are transpiring. <laughs> Shake harder, boy. <laughs> awesome. Enough making each other laugh. On with the show. Right. Exactly. 
Exactly. So, I mean, th- this is obviously something we're reaching out to you guys. There's a ton of you out there that listen, and I mm-hmm. see that it's going back up. So Better Call Saul is back on people's minds, and that's yeah, perfect buddy. for us because we want the interaction. So if you have a theory about this, please let us know uh, what you think the uh, the correlation between the two of them can be. Yes. You know, there's one person we really haven't t- we didn't talk about last episode either is uh, Nacho. He's such a big character. And none you think of that, his role is going to expand this season? Then? It has to. None of that shit was resolved. Yeah, that's true. It just kind of left hanging. Right? Like, it, it left hanging, like, where Nacho it has it in for Jimmy, right? Like, he thinks he's like a rat, mm-hmm. or at least, at the very least, caused him a doesn't lot. Doesn't respect him. You lost a lot of respect, right? Right, yeah. Like, he, at the very least, he doesn't have too high of an opinion of Jimmy, but... Maybe this is maybe this will be their story of how they end up working together. Hmm. Maybe it'll be some sort of payback, like, "Hey, you kind of fucked me over or not too long ago." Or maybe that's season three. I, I don't, I don't think so, though. In in the trailers, it, there's a couple really good shots. Like it, it was definitely made to put a focus hmm. on Nacho. Maybe uh, Mike and Nacho and Jimmy all kind of have the same arc going forward, or something, because Jimmy's not so good guy now. Right. He's becoming like he's, he, ambiguous. He's walking into that world. Yeah. Right? But he's he wants di- to ride the line. So he's, he's dipping not, his toe in. He, yeah, he's not going full yeah. bore. But he's he, going waist deep. Waist deep. Yeah, he's going waist deep. <laughs> exactly. He's, he's going balls deep face first. That's all I can say. <laughs> so also, you, um, last week, you predicted that nobody from Breaking Bad will show up this season. Do you stand by that? Thinking. Thinking. Thank you. Computing. Uh, yeah, I'm going to stand by that. Yeah. That's my prediction. I'm going to stand by it. Let me guess. You're already going to prove me wrong. No. Okay, good. So I I'm have gonna, no I'm inside information. I'm, I'm just saying like that's such a unique such a unique prediction. I that think I'd, I'd say just off the top of my head being the uh, mathematician that I am, I'd say you have a 99% chance of being wrong. I also agree. Right, you're but just, I'm standing by it. You're standing by it to be That's contrarian. Right. <laughs> no, not contrarian. Honestly, it's just like they could go so many directions. I can't even pick one. What if it's uh, uh, Hank's wife hanging out with Betsy Kettleman because they're both really, really awkward bitches? <laughs> <laughs> well, not o- not only that, like uh, she was a kleptomaniac. That's true, and they referred to her issues previous to the show in Breaking Bad. They kept bringing, you know, good the- call. Yeah, she, you know, remember Hank was like, Christ, Marie, not this again. Yeah. And then, uh, again, just to editorialize here, that uh, in Breaking Bad, that fucking storyline went nowhere. Yeah, it was just kind of there just to cause a little rift in the relationship for some character development. Like, uh, you know, I think maybe the, the character development was like, hey, look, everybody's a dick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah everybody know? is a dick in that show. I mean, everybody's bad. Right. At some point. It's even, very, like none of them are really likable characters. Yeah, even but, Walter Jr. is like supposed to be the like the innocence, but he, it's he's still an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. So maybe so maybe uh Marie will be the breaking bag character. Because like that fits so perfectly. That could be such a because she was stealing expensive shit. She was stealing collectibles from true. from houses where she was uh, acting as if she was interested in buying. And not only that, remember, she bought the birthday gifts that were really expensive, and Skylar went to return it, and she couldn't return it because it was it was stolen merchandise. Right. Hmm. I mean, what is it? Like a few hundred dollars is a felony. Well, that's something in common with the Kettlemans. Maybe they'll be cellmates. 
God, I hope they come back. Maybe they share a lawyer. I don't know. Yeah, I think they have to come back. Right? I, th- I think they're such an integral. I'm like, standing by that prediction. The Kettleman's are back this season. They have to be, right? Yeah. Like, they, they did so well. And, and the story's not over. Right. You like, know? it was just kind of like, what, he took the money. He took the money, and they were kind of going back to. They gave it back. Then they, they turned themselves in. Well, I think Craig had to because he, yeah. he didn't have a choice. Because I mean, how you know how else was the money going to be returned? But yeah, it never showed the aftermath. It kind of ended it as like, hey, like something's right. going on with them. And I'm not going to lie, uh, we've made a few connections, and I've reached out to somebody who would kind of be in the know, and uh, they didn't give me a yes, but they definitely didn't give me a hard no. Mm. Like there was like, sounds I, like my prom night. I know, <laughs> I know like the whole, you know, building hype and marketing and, you know, for a highly anticipating show is not really reveal it either way, but it like the way it was said was, uh, I, I think there's going to be at least a cameo or at least a reference of some type. Mm-hmm. I'd also like to see the twins kind of come back somehow. Yeah, fuck those guys. I don't like those guys. Right. Well, everybody's a prick, right? <laughs> but, <laughs> but what if they had some sort of weird revenge plan because uh, Jimmy got their legs broke? Maybe. Yeah, they could come back and and demand some satisfaction. Right. A little glove slap. A little love slap, indeed. Glove glove slap. A little gloves. <laughs> you are on a Simpsons kick. I know. Right? I'm on a Simpsons kick. What do you think? Are we are we are we onto something? You think Marie, the twins, Matt? See. The twins, I would really love to see the the twins for some reason. I can't believe you didn't like them. <laughs> it's just guys say when they talk about their girlfriends. I'd really like to see oh. the twins. Right, yeah. <laughs> it struck me as funny the way you said it. Yeah, I'm not I'm not as into seeing the twins as you are. See, I the way the way I look at this is obviously I'm nowhere near the genius or mm-hmm. creativity of the folks that put on the show. Right. Right. But I tend to like overthink stuff. It's it's mm-hmm. why I can't watch movies. Mm-hmm. It's because I overthink it, and therefore they all become predictable. Because mm-hmm. I don't care if it's fucking Star Wars or fucking Batman or whatever fucking movie is coming out. They all follow the same fucking stupid patterns. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's very rare that they it's don't a follow formula, right? And like that bugs me because I guess that's why I don't mind spoilers either. Because like if I if I read a spoiler, I don't cry like a, like a pussy. Like it actually intrigues me more because I'm like. How do they get there? Yeah, how, how do they get to that? Kind of like Breaking, or like Breaking Bad or Better Call Saul. You know the ending, right? You're yeah. just watching the journey. How do they get there? Which is probably why, like, doing this podcast is such a, is so much is so much fun for me. Yeah, but they 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 were a big part of the storyline, but overall they were they were pretty much used to like kick it in gear. Yeah, they were a plot device. They, they were a plot device, but I sit there and think if these creators they like the throw weird curveballs mm-hmm. and such. What would be, this is why I brought up uh, Stewie or Stevie or whoever, whoever, mm-hmm. uh, Jimmy and Marco, the alley. Scam. Yeah. The alleyway guy played by Kevin Weissman. Cool dude. Mm-hmm. But, um, drummer for tenacious D you drummer, for tenacious <laughs> D, but, but not the drummer for tenacious D right. inside joke. You listen to the last episode. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but like, even like I, I try to think like what would be cool for me is if they somehow took those characters as seemingly meant nothing, mm-hmm. And somehow brought them back to mean something. But they've already meant so much, though. Yeah, but they did they? they yeah, they got they got Nacho involved. Right, they got Nacho involved, and then um, and then Tuco broke their legs. 
They meant Tuco. Damn it, they got Tuco. No, it was both of them because they were they were in the yeah. desert scene. Yeah, remember because Tuco was going crazy, mm-hmm. and then Nacho uh, he was kind of like the voice of reason and calmed everybody down. Mm-hmm. Remember he got like the tin snips out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's like, all right, you better tell me the truth. And then Saul made up the big weird FBI story, right. which maybe I'm dumb, but I don't understand. I don't understand how that calmed everything down just for him to go back and be like, no, seriously, I'm a lawyer. Maybe I missed something on that. I like how it played out. It was awesome. But that's something maybe I, I would have to watch again. I've seen it like three times and like still in my head. I'm like, they bought that. Like, <laughs> yeah, man. So in a stressful situation. People can convince themselves of crazy things. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was just so ridiculous enough with uh, the name Jeffrey A. Steele. I, th- I think, yeah, if you're, if you're lying, be ridiculous about it because make it too hard to not believe. Right. So maybe it, it was so ridiculous yeah. that it, it told Nacho, like, okay, he's he's really not FBI because that's a completely asinine name. Mm-hmm. But uh, maybe he is telling the truth and he's just trying to weasel his way out of the situation. Like, maybe that was the moment that he saw something and Jimmy only to be kind of right. fucked over in the long <laughs> in the long run. In the short run. In the short run. Because we haven't seen the long run yet. We haven't seen the long run yet. There's a big, big time gap there. Mm. Absolutely. So that's what I would like to see happen, Dave. Also, uh, in the previews too, it uh it shows uh Jimmy's car getting towed off. Maybe he'll finally get that caddy. Oh, that's right. He's got to have the caddy at some point. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, the caddy was in the opening credit sequence of like the first episode. Right, right, but it wasn't his car. It was just kind of parked off to the side. So maybe because because he's making like, he's obviously doing the, well, lawyer, the, lawyer, thing. the lawyer up license plate. Wasn't lawyer up on the Cadillac? That's not on his current car, right? No, it is. Right. But when you buy a car, you don't buy the license plate too. I don't think it was, I don't think it was lawyer. What? No, you don't. I mean, I've I've done that. I thought you had to get your own. You you bought somebody else's license plate. No, 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 no. You switch license plates with the car. New car, vanity plate. You get a caddy, you get vanity plates. So you're telling me, like, if he went and bought this Cadillac from whoever owns it, Mm -hmm. he could get the lawyer up license plate. I've done that three times. Really? Yeah, it's it's cheaper. Well, in this state, it's cheaper to just get new license plates if they're not vanity. Oh, every car I've owned, I switch license plates. Interesting. What if what if the lawyer upmobile is the second Hamlin's car? Ooh, <laughs> I like that idea. Looky there, see, look yeah. there. There's a connection between the two of them. Now we're grasping straws. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's actually a really cool idea. What if that is the other Hamlin's car? Right? You know, and like like I said, like if our theory is correct, which <laughs> probably fucking <laughs> isn't, but if our theory is correct and they kind of build <laughs> uh, some sort of kinship, mm-hmm. you know, maybe he's like. Look, man, if, if you're going to be a fucking lawyer, you got to look like a lawyer. Get rid of that it. fucking yellow piece of shit. You got to walk the walk. Yeah, I'll tell you what, I'll sell this fucking old ass car, <laughs> you know, take it for X amount of money or for yeah. a favor, and it's yours. Yeah. For bringing in that huge lawsuit. Exactly. The, the uh, Rico case. Payback, my friend. Not Rico. Is it Rico? Yeah, Rico. Yeah. Yeah, where you can prosecute others for the actions of a few because you're, yeah. you're indirectly involved. involved. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. I like it. All right. So, as Dave said, grasping at straws, but we're just throwing it out there because our whole goal is to get people thinking and excited, and and we want you to participate. So, if you feel like we're being complete dumbasses or we're, we're on to something, please let us know. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Let us know. We want to hear from you. Last year, the participation was insane. Right? It was okay. 
It was. <laughs> I mean, you. We could do better. <laughs> I mean, I want to do better, right? No, it was. We had more. So many more things than we thought. And uh, keep it coming because that is entertained us. It's right. entertained to other listeners. Exactly. And me and Dave meant it, by the way, when we said last week that if uh, you vehemently disagree with somebody or if you want to debate or plot disagree points, with us, yeah. yeah, or argue with us, we'll have you on the show. We'll figure it out. We uh, as uh, we're actually recording on Periscope right now, but we're um, we have a studio. We have the means to do call-ins, right? Yes, yes, we do. Right. So we'll have you call in. So that's where we stand. Let us know your theories. Let's get ready for Better Call Saul, February 15th, right after the new episode of Walking Dead. Big day for AMC. Big day. Big day for AMC. Big day. All right. Let's hear it. Call what? Dave? Call City is called Geniuses. Everybody's gone.